The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 bonus episode. Let's talk about the top seven takeaways that we have from the Super Bowl ad that appeared for Solo, a Star Wars story. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Taylor Gray from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And so, yeah, that episode that I did on Sunday afternoon and that debuted on Monday morning, well, it turned out that the rumor was in fact true. I guess Pablo Hidalgo's lack of denial was maybe the key thing that should have let us know that it was going to happen. Of course, making Star Wars, saying that we had a credible source for the fact that it was going to show up and happen. Yeah, it was unusual, but they did it. They actually made it for real. And it wasn't just a brief little hint of things and, hey, go watch Good Morning America tomorrow. No, it was actually a full-fledged commercial with all sorts of new footage in it. So let's talk about the seven top takeaways from this Super Bowl ad. First of all, let's talk about the Imperial Job Fair, all right? So Anthony Bresnikan has suggested that perhaps maybe that's not really what's happening, what we're seeing in that teaser commercial. Maybe Han is not really applying for an Imperial job or trying to get into an academy or anything. Maybe this is him trying to pull some sort of con or something like that. And certainly that is a possibility, but we do have to reckon with the fact that he was in a flight academy at some point and was in the Empire's Flight Academy, according to Legends. Now, we don't know for sure if he was in an Imperial Flight Academy in the new canon version that we're going to get told, but it sure seems like it's leaning in that direction. And even though it's entirely possible that the way those two scenes are structured, the one where there's the giant room of people and then later on there's an Imperial officer who's asking him a question about what branch of the service he wants to go in, you know, those things you hear Han's answers in the voiceover and it's entirely possible that we could be hearing things from different parts of the story. You know how they like to do things in trailers. They like to mix stuff up like that. But let's not forget the fact that the movie is supposed to take place over a six-year time period from Han being age 18 to age 24. And so it's entirely possible that within that time frame, he could be applying to an academy and even an imperial academy. So I think there's a chance that this is legit. This is not him pulling some sort of con. All right, second top takeaway from the Super Bowl ad is our first looks at the characters from the movie, specifically at Lando, right? I mean, we've seen a couple of shots of Lando from Ron Howard, but we get, oh my gosh, what about that fur coat that Donald Glover is hanging out in? <laughs> what a way to introduce Lando's character in the footage. That was pretty awesome. We also get our first look at Woody Harrelson's character. That would be Mr. Beckett. And then we also get to see Amelia Clark's character, who has been referenced as Kira with a Q-I apostrophe R-A 
in articles about this. And I guess that must be official because this is how it's being shared around, even on Entertainment Weekly's website. And also at a droid as yet unnamed. And this may be the motion capture character being played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. That's what's been suggested, at least, in articles that have been written about this so far. And the droid does remind me a little bit of a Clone Wars tactical droid, but it's not necessarily the same. You know, the head's a bit different, and the chassis is a bit different. The arms almost look like they have the same structure, but you can imagine, like, a cover taken off the chassis, and it might look similar to what we see on screen. And our third top takeaway has to do with another one of the stars of the movie, and that would be the Millennium Falcon. Now, this is a different looking falcon first of all it's super clean (laughs) it's like factory fresh and when han is standing on the outside of it it looks like there's some additional plating on the underside of the falcon that's not stuff that we've seen on the falcon that we know and love and i'm sure this is not going to be the last set of differences in the falcon under lando's care presumably lando's care at this point Uh, We also see another top takeaway here. Star Destroyer is releasing new TIE Fighters that we've never seen before. And according to Entertainment Weekly, these things have a side pod that has extra powerful laser cannons in it. This is a rather ominous sign that it's dispatching these TIE Fighters in this atmospheric, stormy, lightning cloud vortex, whatever it is that it's floating through. Makes you wonder if it's in an atmosphere or if it's in some strange outer space thing, too. All right, your fifth top takeaway has to do with brand new environments being shown to us. And I guess I have to kind of say that with a little grain of salt because, I mean, we've seen Starkiller Base, we've seen Hoth, so we've seen snowy mountainous environments, and yet we're getting another one. Presumably it's not either of those two planets, especially not with that very cool double-sided train that's rumbling through the mountains. We also get a desert exterior, and we also get a very, you know, urban cityscape kind of situation that's definitely unusual for Star Wars. We haven't really seen anything like that in any of the movies, so that was cool too. And then from an interior, we get a very glamorous nightclub kind of situation. It almost looks like it could be in a Canto bite like place. The color scheme doesn't exactly match the one that we saw in the casino in Canto Bight in The Last Jedi, but hey, I'm sure there are lots of other places like that in the galaxy, and even if this one isn't on Cantonica, then it wouldn't surprise me to find out that there was some sort of high-stakes casino gambling happening somewhere nearby this particular scene. And now for top takeaway number six, we have action. We have speeder chases. We have a fight on top of that double-decker train with It looks like Woody Harrelson's character and some other character that is moving way too fast for us to get a very good look at, but we are going to see more of that character in the actual full trailer. And this character looks to be pretty formidable with an electrified staff that may, in fact, it's kind of hard to tell because of how fast it happens, may, in fact, be able to deflect blaster bolts as Beckett is shooting at this character. So, yeah, this seems like somebody to watch out for, for sure. And I'm going to share the seventh and last top takeaway from this teaser commercial after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. 
If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right. Our seventh top takeaway is Han Solo himself. We get to hear Alden Ehrenreich speaking the first lines of dialogue. We've gotten to hear him speak as Han Solo, and we get our first glimpse of him, and it seems like it is fittingly coming through the other side of a door, like one of those little plates sliding open to have a look at somebody who wants to come in, basically, and has to give the password before he's allowed in. So definitely some sort of nefarious joint that he's about to go inside. And it appears he's telling this Imperial officer in the commercial that he's going to be a pilot and that he wants to be the best in the galaxy. But again, voiceovers and trailers, it's really hard to tell because you don't see him actually speaking the line. So there's every reason to believe that, you know, he could be doing this at an earlier age. Maybe he's talking to someone toward the earlier part of the movie talking about what his ambitions are. And maybe this isn't really happening in this scene. Either way, it's more of an aspirational statement from Han Solo, which is a rather interesting position to put him in. That means that he is, at the moment that he is saying those lines, wherever it happens in the movie, he is not the cocksure pilot that we saw in the original Star Wars. He has not become that person yet. And so you and I as fans, and maybe not you and I really, maybe we're talking about some other folks perhaps, but you and I are going to have to reconcile the idea of what we know about Han Solo because this is not the Han Solo we know. And I don't mean that in the sense of, you know, Alden Ehrenreich is not my solo, hashtag not my solo or anything like that. I just mean that Han Solo was not Han Solo until he was Han Solo. You know what I mean? Not to make a Zen Cohen out of it. But the point is, is that Han eventually had to, you know, evolve, had to have experiences, had to go through some stuff before he could be the character that we first met in the cantina on Tatooine. And so for me, and I presume for you as well, that means that we are going to hear something different from Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. And we have to be okay with that. In fact, we have to assume that that is part of the ride. And I have a feeling that you and I are going to be able to do that. It just might be a little, hmm, yeah, shocking is probably too strong of a word, but it might be a little strange at first, but I think we're going to get used to it. And that, my friends, is going to wrap it up for this bonus episode of the podcast on the teaser commercial for the Solo A Star Wars story that debuted during the Super Bowl. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get those droids working out on the South Ridge, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a power converter, it's Destiny Unleashed.
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.